Pittsburgh. St. Louis is the defending Stanley Cup champion. They are the visitor at PPG Paints Arena. Let's get the goaltender to steal a win. Or maybe Galchenyuk gets a hat trick. Or maybe you win one zip and Galchenyuk gets the only goal. Or maybe the sun falls out of the sky. My name is Mark Madden. I am a super genius with a tested IQ of 166 and you can't teach that. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. You can tweet me, at MarkMadnX. Give me hockey calls and hockey tweets right now. I want to talk hockey. I want to talk penguins. I want to talk hockey all day. That's because I'm sick of the duck. Pittsburgh, go quack yourself. By the way, Duck Hodges was at the Pitt basketball game last night. He was on the Jumbotron. He was also on Instagram singing country songs on his way to the pit game. That's cool. I got no problem. He should enjoy what's going on because it won't last. One year from now, Duck Hodges will be anonymous again. He'll have to buy a ticket to get into pit basketball. I want to get back to the Penguins, and I want to get back to Galchenyuk. His numbers suck, I think you're well aware. One goal and eight assists in 18 games. Galchenyuk does not appear to be on the verge of a breakout. But I do know one thing for certain. Galchenyuk won't break out if he's playing 11 minutes like he did at St. Louis. And he only played 10 minutes the game before that. It's one thing if Galchenyuk sucks... And you got Rust, Hornquist, Bukestad, and Sid in the lineup. But you don't. So uh, I'm not going to limit Galchenyuk to fourth line minutes so Stefan Nason and Sam Lafferty could do more of whatever it is they do. Although Nason's an interesting story, and I'll break that down a little bit later. That's unless Galchenyuk is lazy in practice. Boy, if they traded Kessel for Galchenyuk. And Galchenyuk's lazy in practice? I caramba, like for like. I really thought Galchenyuk would produce in Pittsburgh. And he still might, but not playing 10 minutes in a game. I like hard work. I like talent more. It's going to be interesting to see who the Penguins uh, trot out there tonight and in what combinations. There was no morning skate today, so we don't know who's in goal. We don't know the defensive pairs. We don't know the forward line combinations. The Penguins are obviously very depleted by injury. Right now, 41% of their total salary cap figure is unable to play due to injury. Uh, when you're so depleted, how do you arrange your lines and pairings? What philosophy do you utilize? Do you go for balance? Or you go top-heavy. you got to give Malkin guys to work with, but on D, you can't pair Ricola and Trotman, although I certainly am not counting that possibility out. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. 
And I do need calls because, to be very honest, I want to just watch the Merseyside Derby on my computer, Everton at Liverpool. So if you call with questions, I can absentmindedly answer those, let you do the bulk of the talking, and not take my eyes off my computer screen. Hey, truth and packaging, that's how it's going to be when the Derby kicks off at 3.15. So let me uh, bring up a few topics, a few questions among them, and see how you respond. The Steelers' red zone offense was first in the NFL last year at 73.5%. The Steelers' red zone offense is last in the league this year at 35.5%. What specifically has caused that decline? Like we don't all know. The Pirates made three significant hires. A new president, a new general manager, and a new manager. Which of these new employees will have the biggest positive impact and why? And yes, that's a serious question. They introduced the new manager, Derek Shelton, today. He's keeping a lot of the coaching staff, and the Pirates are apparently keeping a lot of the executives that served under Neil Huntington. You know why, don't you? Because they're under contract. Because it's cheaper to do it that way. Don't be fooled. Not even for a second, don't be fooled. This isn't rebuilding. This is rebranding. Uh, with all the injuries, what Penguin needs to step up the most? And you can't pick the goalies. That's too easy. Uh, and with the team crippled on offense and defense both, it's not an easy choice. What Penguin needs to step up the most uh, in the absence of all the injured players? My pick is not going to be Dominic Simone. Lots of analytics, but only two goals. Y'all like telling me when I'm wrong. On this one, I was right. Everyone is outraged because the Pitt women's volleyball team got a bad seed in the NCAA tournament. But can you name one player on the Pitt women's volleyball team? That's a trick question. Of course you can. And finally... What horrible bowl game is Pitt going to go to? I heard it might be the KY Jelly Backdoor Lube Bowl. Hey, really? What bowl would want Pitt? Seven and five. Not at all a very sexy team. And Pitt's fans do not travel well. So these are the questions here on Derby Day. I even mixed in a couple serious questions. Maybe three. Here's another one. Jurgen Klopp going to his bench to start five players different from Liverpool's most recent lineup, kind of a gamble to give guys like Salah and Firmino some rest. What do you think of that? I think, boy, it had better work. Your thoughts on all of the above, just dial 412-333-9939. Uh, let's get back to hockey talk. We got a ton of hockey talk today. Eddie Olchek at 3.30. He's got a new book out called Beating the Odds, and he's in town to do the game tonight on the NBC Sports Network. Mike Rupp, the ex-Penguin at 4.30, and Dejan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com kicks off the Hockey Night Show at 5.30. I am live at Cambria Hotel, downtown Pittsburgh, and today's show figures to be an absolute thriller, but that's what they said about Michael Jackson. Like I said, the St. Louis Blues are at PPG. They're the defending Stanley Cup champions. 
The Penguins lost at St. Louis on Saturday, and the game was not close, not in score and not in margin of play. The Penguins have some relatively lesser opponents to play in the near future, but this is not one. You look at the injuries, and it's incredible with the Penguins. It's like a plague descended upon PPG Paints Arena. You got Rust, Bukestat, Hornquist, and Sid out up front. You got Dumoulin and Schultz hurt in the back. I don't know how you overcome that, but you got it. But it's tough. It's tough to even get through at practice. The Penguins have had 11 forwards at practice some days. You got coaches skating in line rushes. Coaches partnering up with an active player on defense. Maybe they could activate Recky and Gonchar. I bet those two could give the Penguins maybe, I don't know, two or three good minutes per game. I bet Rex and Gonch would like to lower that number, but uh, they're quality players. Well, rather it were. So anyway, I want hockey calls, 412-333-WXDX. Uh, I watched some of the hockey game between Nashville and Tampa last night on NBC Sports Network. And there was a NASCAR driver, no idea who, between the benches on Mike with Pierre Maguire. And this driver talked the whole time, wouldn't shut up. He's asking Pierre Maguire, hockey 101 crap, like, hey, Pierre, why did they fight? And Pierre's interviewing this jamoke about NASCAR. This is all while play is going on. I don't get the purpose. I know the NHL wants to expand its audience, but the league needs to understand that's just not going to happen. Hockey's audience will not grow. So do a hockey broadcast. Do right by the audience you have and frig NASCAR. As a hockey fan, I was insulted and disinterested because this NASCAR jamoke was just doing fanboy crap on Mike the entirety of the second period and talking about NASCAR, which, if I cared about that, I'd watch NASCAR. I do not care about that. Uh, last night, I finally watched the last episode of Man in the High Castle. Season 4, episode 10. I didn't want to because I don't want the series to end. It was great, but I'm honestly not sure what the heck happened. The head American Nazi killed himself, John Smith. But everything else was kind of ambiguous as per the writings of novelist Philip K. Dick, upon whose book the series was based. The basic message seemed to be totalitarianism is bad and democracy is good. I agree. And God bless America. 412-333-9939, the number to call. Don't forget Edzo at 3.30. And right before we bring Edzo on, we're going to give away a copy of his book. So keep it right here on 105.9DX. This is Alex Galchenyuk of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and you're listening to Mark Manning and the Best Hockey Talk on the home of the Pens, 105.9DX. the devil we were speaking before about alex galchenyuk having only one goal on the season so far but check out this number phil kessel formerly of this parish but now with arizona has three even strength goals in his last 61 games 
That basically makes Bill Kessel an even strength. He's Dominic Simone without the good metrics. Bill did great here. It's going to be wonderful to see him get his due from the fans. And on the Jumbotron this Friday when Arizona visits. But I think the Penguins got rid of him at exactly the right time. Double M Live at Cambria Suites. Downtown Pittsburgh. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Some of the Steelers talked to the media today. Marquise Ponzi's back from suspension. He had no regrets about the uh, fight that got him suspended when he was punching and kicking Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns after Garrett swung Mason Rudolph's helmet at Mason Rudolph's head. Ponzi said, and I quote, at the end of the day, the fight didn't look good, but the fight was worth it. He also said that the racial slur allegation made against Ponce, uh, Rudolph was unequivocally false. He said, come on, man, that's not true at all, but we are past that. You guys know Mason, and you guys have been around him. If he was racist, it would have been exposed. That's Marquise Ponzi speaking today after practice. Uh, oh, Here's what Ponce did say about B.J. Finney, who filled in for him at center during the suspension. Quote, he played outstanding. Honestly, he made a lot of money for himself. He went out there and played very, very well, unquote. Ponce is referring to uh, B.J. Finney being an unrestricted free agent at season's end. I don't know if he made a lot of money. I don't know if Finney will be as good somewhere else in the starting role as he is in a part-time role here in Pittsburgh. Look at Chris Hubbard since he went to Cleveland. I think the best you can refer to him as is okay with the Browns, but uh, at any rate, a job well done by B.J. Finney. Uh, Terrell Pryor, the uh, former NFL wide receiver, is out of intensive care after being stabbed by his girlfriend. He says he almost died twice. Hey, they could have buried him right alongside his career. Sorry, but the domestic abuse guy uh, don't get no slack. A uh, burning topic among injuries is uh, there's a petition to bring the inflatable duck back to the point because of Duck Hodges. You remember that big, yellow, inflatable bitch? People want it back. There's a petition. Hey, why not? Maybe the duck would break loose from its moorings and float down one of the rivers, causing mass destruction. Maybe it'll come to life, and then, with the purposeful grimace and the terrible sound, he wades through the buildings to the center of town. Oh, no. They say he's got to go, 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 Duckzilla. Yeah, it's real important we bring a big-ass inflatable duck back to Pittsburgh. Yes, I say do it. As I mentioned, it shows open. Derek Shelton got interest today as the Bucko manager as the rebranding continues. Not the rebuilding, but the rebranding. And wait till they trade Marte. Like I mentioned uh, a little bit ago, they're keeping a lot of the coaches. They're keeping a lot of the executives. Tell me how that's rebuilding. That's rebranding. And it's 1-0 Liverpool. Divock Origi. Divock Origi. What a great play. Counterattack, 1-0 in the sixth minute. Lovely bit of skill by Liverpool, and I'm very happy, as you can tell. 
Uh, I, I don't know if they announced it. it was, oh, no, it's in an hour. They're going to announce dates for uh, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, and Poison. And apparently the PNC Park date is going to be in the middle of August. I'm not sure exactly when. you got to give our buddy Brett Michaels uh, from Butler and the lead singer Poison. That's the third band on the bill by any estimation. But he pretty much, from what I'm told, is the mastermind of all this. His idea, and he got the ball rolling to put it together. So uh, more power to Brett. I am told, and I guess it will be announced at 430 that Motley and Leopard are going to alternate headlining, you know, going on last. Boy, that's a tough call because Def Leppard were the biggest band in the world through a couple album cycles. Like, what, four or five years? Between Pyromania and Hysteria? Motley, though, is the band coming back. So I can get why they create the buzz around the tour, but uh, I'm a big Motley fan. All y'all know that. If you made me pick one band to see between the two, it would be Motley and not Leopard. Although I love Leopard. But I wouldn't want to be Motley Crue following Def Leopard on stage. Def Leopard are so good live. Who knows what Vince Neil's going to weigh and sound like? Motley, for having violated their agreement to never come back, now that they are coming back, they better be real good. They better be real good. Another music update, our good friend Reb Beach, Pittsburgh's greatest rock musician, born in Fox Chapel, lives in Oakmont. He's still with Whitesnake, he's still with Winger, but he's got a new band. Uh, it's called Black Swan. The singer is Robin McCauley, who has been the lead singer for Michael Schenker on and off for many years. And uh, another guy I know in rock, the bassist is Jeff Pilson, who formerly played with Reb in Dawkins. So I don't know uh, who has ever been in three bands at the same time before. I don't know what kind of market it is for new music that, frankly, is going to sound dated right out of the box, but if anybody could put a, a band together, well, put it this way, the three guys I named, they are just brilliant. Anyway, 412-333-9939. Be caller number 16. That's Edzo's old uniform number. Be caller number 16 now at 412-333-WXDX, and you'll get a copy of Edzo's new book, his autobiography, Beating the Odds, uh, I've read a lot of it. It's excellent, excellent uh, recollections, reminiscing, hockey talk, you name it. Edzo got it in his new book. That's caller number 16 at 412-333-WXDX. And we will have the man himself join me uh, just around the corner, Eddie Olchek. I'm Mark Madden, live at Cambria Suites, downtown Pittsburgh, right here on 105.9 The X. X. This is Evgeny Malkin, and you are listening to Mark Madden on 1059 X. My guest right now has scored uh, scored two, 342 goals in the NHL. He played for and coached the Penguins. He is the world's foremost horse racing expert. You love him on TV, and now he's a noted author, and also, thank heaven, is in good health. He's in town for the game tonight for NBC. He is Eddie Olchek. Uh, Edzo? You beat cancer, and then you wrote a book. Those are both pretty difficult endeavors, aren't they? <laughs> Just for the record, Mark, no crayons needed with this book. Uh, a lot of my <laughs> former friends, and I emphasize former, uh, asked me if there were crayons with this book. But no, there's no uh, staying within the, uh, the lines and 
the numbers, but uh, I appreciate you having me. Always great to be with you. Uh, happy belated Thanksgiving and uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody out there. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good, Mark. Uh, I just had my three-month checkup. I got to go in every three months for the first two years uh, after my chemo and uh, my stage three colon cancer and uh, everything's looking good and feeling good and back to a normal schedule. And, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to, to write a book, you know, five, six years ago, and I just kind of got cold feet and, you know, just kind of second, I just kind of doubted, you know, what people want to read about, you know, my life and the stories that I have both in hockey and horse racing and things that I've had to overcome. And, and then honestly, no pun intended, but when I got sick and I was a couple of treatments into my chemo, uh, that was the final chapter in me deciding to, you know, to go ahead and write the book and very proud of it. And uh, it's, I think it's a book for all ages. And uh, really my goal, Mark, is to help bring hope to somebody that maybe is out there in a battle, uh, help inspire them to get through the day or be proactive. If you're not feeling well, raise your hand, get in there, see a doctor or in particular with colon cancer myself. Uh, is to make sure that you're staying on top of that and go in and ask for a colonoscopy when the uh, the age is uh, appropriate. And uh, hopefully somebody can, you know, hopefully I can help somebody and inspire one person. If I did, then it was well worth the 16 months of pen and paper to do the book. Well, it's great. It's a good read. I'm partway through it. And, and I got to tell you, you have pretty good recall. A, a lot of guys have to kind of <laughs> Google their own life, but you seem to be yeah. right on top of your memory, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's some things, look, full disclosure. I mean, like, I can't remember what the hell happened two days ago, let alone happened 25 <laughs> or 30 years ago, but it's probably selective memory. But, you know, I look, I, I, I could have told another, you know, I could have told another 15 or 20 hockey stories and, and uh, you know, other stories of being here in the Berg, whether it's working with the great Mike Lang or, you know, standing behind the benches uh, with the Penguins or, you know, just just other things that I've, you know, that I've, that I've, uh that I've endured as a as a guy in the life of hockey and horse racing, and you know, I just kind of pick my spots, and and uh, and I don't hold anything back. I really don't. I mean, especially when it comes most importantly to the cancer and and what I went through, and 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 the people that helped me along the way, and the support that I had, and you know, being scared, and you know, wondering, you know, well, how long did I have to live, and. You know, and just did a lot of reflecting, Mark. And, and the one thing that I did is, you know, people ask me now to this day is, you know, like, you know, look at things differently. Like, do, do you appreciate things more? Or do you not let certain things bother you? And, you know, I would say probably, you know, yes, on a minor level to all of those. But, you know, when I, when I had a chance to reflect and, and when I was sick, it was, I, I'm more proud of what I've been able to accomplish as a hockey player, as a broadcaster, as somebody that's been involved in the game, but more importantly in the community of, you know, being entrenched and, you know, whether I wore a hat here in the Berg for almost, you know, eight and a half years of my, you know, my so-called professional hockey life as a player, a broadcaster, and as a coach. But I just had a chance to reflect and go, you know what, I, I'm more proud of what I accomplished now than I was before I was sick. And, uh, I think that helped me get through. I, I was very much at peace, Mark, when uh, I was sick. Like I said, I was scared. I didn't know what was going to be on the other side to six months of chemo after having a six-hour surgery to remove 14 inches of my colon and a tumor the size of my fist. But I, I was very much at peace. And what I mean by that is that the, the most important people 
uh, in my life. Uh, the thing I am most proud of is, is, is my family, my, my four kids and, you know, all the boys. And, and of course my wife, Diana of 31 years is I've always let the most important people in my so-called circle. Cause we all have one. Uh, I've always let them know how I felt about them and I've always told them how much I loved them and that God forbid, if something would happen, I, I, I need to hear that, you know, that you know, you've made a huge impact on my life and my life has been complete with you in it. And they've always said the same things out that nothing's going to happen. Or my wife's telling me, you know, nothing's going to happen. Don't talk that way. But it would kill me if I wasn't here, if my family didn't know, or the most important people in my life didn't know how I felt about them. And that helped me get through Mark. It really did. And I'm hoping that people that, that read the book, uh, three things I want to get, uh, I'd like to, you know, get accomplished is that I can inspire you in some way. Uh, is that you laugh a little bit, and I think if you love a little, and if you can love a little bit more, and I think if if I can get two of those three things, then uh, it was well worth the initiative of doing the book. We're talking to Eddie Olchek. He's in town for NBC tonight for the Penguins and Blues. If you're not going, watch the game on the NBC Sports Network. Uh, Edzo, I'm glad to hear you're in good shape because you might have to play tonight. I have never <laughs> seen injuries like are currently overwhelming yeah. the Penguins. How about you? Yeah, yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's. It's sad, uh, and having lived it as a player, having uh, lived it as a coach, uh, it's sad and comical all in the same, if, if you could have that combination, really. I mean, it's it's just amazing. I mean, whether it's in practice or in warm-ups or in a game, I mean, it's just been, it's been brutal, you know? And look, I... As an organization and as a coaching staff, you you know you, you look at it as you know it's what it is, and it's the next man man up mentality. And Sully certainly has handled it the only way that you can and the way that he knows how. But you know it's also an opportunity to give some guys an opportunity, uh, you know, to get some games under their belt, or at least say, okay, look, you know, can we move forward? Can we count on this guy if we need him come March or April or May or June? It's an opportunity to evaluate, and I think that's as an organization for as brutal as it is. You know, look, cause, I mean, look, right? I mean, the Penguins are a bubble team. I, they're, they're, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, you, you know, they don't know the situation of, of, uh, of uh, you know, Dumoulin. I mean, I saw the report of, you know, I'm going to get a chance hopefully to see Sully tonight before the game. We didn't see him this morning as a, as a crew with NBC, uh, with Doc and, and with Bush. But, you know, I mean, you know, missing a guy like that and, and, you know, and, and Sid, you know, what is his status? Is it going to be, you know, early January? So there are a lot of games in between now and then. And I mean, all the other injuries, I mean, saw Schultz and, and, uh, and Russ skating out there today. And then, you know, they look like they're grinding away. And again, you know, it's, it's all a part of it. So, you know, when the Penguins can get healthy, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, they become a, a major dangerous team in the Eastern Conference, but you know, a lot of stuff has happened, and you know, you just got to be able to tread water when you don't have five, six, whatever the number of guys are regulars uh, in that lineup, and uh, it's frustrating. But uh, that's the hand you're dealt, and nobody's going to feel sorry for you. You just got to go out there and find a way to accumulate points. Doesn't matter how you do it, Mark. You just got to find a way. Well, in that vein, goaltending can mean a lot. And what's your take on Matt Murray right now? He's in a bit of a bad patch, isn't he? Well, he is, um, you know, but I think the one thing with him, and, and it's something we're going to talk about on our broadcast tonight, and obviously Brian Boucher, the man inside the glass on our crew, it, you know, he played the position for a long time, and you know, usually you know, I defer when it comes to that aspect of it, 
the goalie, but you know he, he's proven at the at, at the at the highest stage, right? Like, I mean, we we know that, we understand that, and I think it's an interesting dynamic. Is you know, does he need to have a guy there that can really go ahead and take the net from him, right? Like, does that does that push him to be you know, in the regular season, you know, can, can, you know, does that push him to be better in the regular season? Because it's, you know, it's such an important part of the game is that you got to get that goaltending and you got to get it consistently. And, you know, look at when he's on his game, boy, oh boy, I mean, he's proven to be able to do what he does. But, you know, just right now, he kind of seems to be in between whether he's, you know, in the blue paint or overly too aggressive or not playing big or, you know, I don't think you're ever going to change the way that he carries his glove. But, you know, but he, look at he's a proven guy. Um, you know, he'll work himself out of it. And you know, look, when you have a better team in front of you, you're not going to be seeing his high quality shots as well. So uh, whether it's the Smith or Jari or whoever, um, you know, it's such an important part is that you are able to have a guy that can come in there and help out your number one goaltender, maybe when he is struggling or. Because at the end of the day, I mean, the Penguins, uh, I don't have the contract uh, status of all, all the players in front of me, but at some point here, Matt Murray's going to be in for a payday, and that's going to be an interesting decision moving forward for the Penguins is, you know, are, are, is he going to be looking at, you know, uh, a contract like Vasilevsky or, you know, uh, or Bobrovsky? Um, from his point of view, Mark, it's, well, you know, I've been in the league a couple of years. I've got these wins. And, oh, by the way, I've not only won once but twice, and these guys haven't <laughs> won anything just yet. So, I mean, that, that that's an interesting dynamic for down the road. But, you know, I think it's certainly food for thought moving forward, and uh, it'll be an interesting decision, for obviously, for Mario and for Mr. Richard and, and, and the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins moving forward. Now, St. Louis is the visitor tonight, and they have some injury problems, namely Tarasenko's out long-term. But they still have the most points out west. Uh, do the Blues still have some Stanley Cup momentum, Edzo? Oh, you, you, you got that right. They they are. They are playing really well right now. I did their game the other night in Chicago, where they uh, they had their way with the Blackhawks for the majority of the game, and uh, they're on a hell of a roll right now. I think they're ten zero and two in their last twelve road games. And you know, for me, the key is their back end, Mark. They're they're. Their defense with uh, Petrangelo, who, by the way, his contract's up this year, is an unrestricted free agent, which will be really interesting to see what happens with the captain of the Blues. But you got Petrangelo, you got Falk, you got Pareko, you got Vince Dunn. I mean, you know, Bortuzzo, when he's been in there and not suspended, he's played very well on the third pair. Uh, this, they, they do. They, they really do. And, you know, you mentioned the injury to Tarasenko and, and, and Steen is out. Uh, I mean, they've had their share of injuries as well. And, you know, they brought in Justin Falk in the, you know, over the course of uh, the end of the summer and close to training camp, and there's another puck-moving defenseman. So this team plays straight ahead. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, east-west in their game. David Perron has played really well, and he's on an eight-game heater right now. Ryan O'Reilly has continued where he left off in the, uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs as the MVP. So, no, absolutely. I mean, this team... Uh, certainly looks like they have it in them. And, oh, by the way, their best goal scorer looks like he's going to be out for a, a good more period of time. So, you know, he's going to be well-rested when he comes back and be really interesting to see if Doug Armstrong, the general manager of the Blues, decides to try to maybe add if he can. They don't have a lot of cap room, but, you know, you got some flexibility and maneuverability and, and see what they do. And they've gotten very good goaltending from Bennington and Allen 
so they're, yeah, the Blues, absolutely. I mean, why not? I mean, the way that they're playing and the style that they play, it is suited for playoff hockey. And I think Penguin fans will uh, be highly entertained here tonight because they play a certain way and they're pretty consistent in how they do it. And uh, after winning their first Stanley Cup in uh, franchise history last year. Ed, so it's an odd league right now, isn't it? Uh, some teams are playing very well, don't get me wrong, but I have no idea who the top teams are going to become year's end. It, it, it's kind of, uh, like I said, in transition right now, isn't it? It is, but I mean, I think you could look, you know, I think you could look at certain places, Mark, and just in my, in my opinion, and look, I mean, I've done, you know, I've done about 44 games already on television, both in Chicago and nationally, and you know, when I look around, especially in the East, you know, in the Eastern Conference, like I look at the Capitals and the Bruins, not just because of point total. I just look at how they played and how they're built and go, yeah, you know what? And I could see it going through, you know, through these two, you know, one of these two cities for sure. Like I could look at that right now and see. In the West, I would have a, I would be more on your side and go, yeah, you know what? In the West, I could look at, Colorado maybe is you know maybe is a team that wouldn't be the first to a lot of people's lips when it comes to representing the Western Conference. Uh, they're you know they're a really good team and oh by the way they played out with you know with they played without their top two wingers for a good portion of the season in Ranton and in Landeskog. Uh, you know San Jose has found their game here recently. Is Edmonton going to be able to sustain what they're doing? Uh, I believe Arizona is a playoff team without question. The Blues, to me, right now, have separated themselves here in the last 10 or 12 games with the way they've played. But, you know, Dallas, I mean, they went on a heater of, of all heaters there for a while just to dig themselves out of a hole where they only won one in their first 11. I still think they're a very good team. So, you know, St. Louis would get the nod right now, but I think there's probably five or six teams there and maybe a team on the outside like Vegas or uh, like Nashville that hasn't been able to get their stuff together. Uh, so I, I think it's absolutely wide open in the in the West, but in, in from where I sit, is so far in the Eastern Conference. Uh, you know, with everything so-called being equal, uh, I look at Washington and Boston and going, yeah, I I, I can see that come the uh, come the conference final. Edzo, this has been great as always. Terrific book. Uh, my best to your family, the boys, and we'll see you tonight at the rink. Hey, Mark. Always great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That's Eddie Olchek. Get that book, uh, beating the odds. And by the way, full credit to Edzo when he joined the broadcast. It was 1-0 Liverpool. And now on a second goal by Divock Origi, it is 3-1 Liverpool. Obviously a battle of really finely tuned defensive units at Anfield. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Don't forget the hockey talk continues. We got Mike Rupp at 430, DK at 530 for the Hockey Night Show. I'm Mark Madden live at the Cambria Suites. Downtown Pittsburgh, 105.90X. This is Chris Letang of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9DX. Boy, Liverpool are doing their best to keep Everton in this game. Gave away a free kick in a dangerous spot. Liverpool lead the Merseyside Derby. 3-1. to one. How many times have they played? I think it's the 234th meeting of the teams. Now that's tradition. Uh, Coast to Coast brought to you by CW Electrical Services. And by the Ford King, Richard Bassey Schultz Ford. Uh, the college football rankings came out. You know, for the playoff, 
And right now, the college football playoff would be Ohio State versus Georgia in one semi, LSU versus Clemson in the other. Penn State, hold on, free kick, cleared away, however, temporarily. Penn State is 10th. So if they go to a 10 team playoff, Penn State will be in. Uh, Bama dropped all the way to number 12 after losing to Auburn. Uh, Alabama has two losses on the year now, and I don't think there's any way back for them. Uh, I'm going to talk about this later, but uh, Paul Feinbaum. Well, heck, it's relative. Let me dig out the notes and talk about it now. Paul Feinbaum, who talks about hockey, talks about hockey, talks about uh, college football for ESPN. He said point blank that Utah, who's right number five, that America doesn't want Utah in, so they won't get in. Because Utah's not sexy. It's not a big, big, big time program. The Pac-12 ain't what the old Pac-10 used to be. So he thinks there's no way Utah gets in, even if Utah deserves to. You know what? He's totally right. Totally. The college football playoff isn't about involving the four best teams. It's about maximizing revenue. Utah could be 50-0, and and Utah doesn't help maximize revenue. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News, our, our buddy, Pittsburgh native, he's a great writer. So great that he can make something silly seem believable. Mike wants to adjust the NFL playoff format because Dallas is 6-6, six and six, and they get a home game in the wild card round if they win their division. And right now, San Francisco would have to go on the road at 10-2 for a wild card game. You can't adjust the format every time you think it's compromised by something you see as, quote-unquote, not fair. You get a reward for winning the division, and that reward is a home playoff game. Whether it's in the division round or the wild card round, you get a home game for winning the division. If you change that, then the division means nothing. And what happens when your new system gets compromised? Do you change then too? If you believe in your system, leave it alone. If you don't believe in your system, by all means change it, but don't be knee-jerk. Don't be knee-jerk like the NFL was when New Orleans got screwed on that pass interference penalty and they made pass interference reviewable, which I think anyone would agree has been an unmitigated disaster. Man, Everton should have scored there. This game just, Liverpool just won't put it away, even though it's 3-1. Some might say it already is, but defensively, we are garbage today. Okay, you don't care. I don't care that you don't care. But one thing I bet you do care about, the Penguins might have a hidden gem in this Stephen Nason that's making his Penguins debut tonight after lighting it up at Wilkes-Barre and then signing an NHL contract with the Penguins a couple days ago. I'll tell you what's up his sleeve in just a moment here on 105.9 The X.